0: You're listening to 99.9 The Wild Podcast, showing you a snippet of what we have to offer on our station all week at any time.
1: Yes, it's number one!
0: Uh, Trump getting elected, and then aftermath of that, that was pretty big. And then when same-sex marriage was legalized, that was also pretty big. A
2: whole lot of political and social reforms that could even be drawn back to the civil rights era and sort of a modern iteration, because we made a ton of strides when it came to civil rights and lgbtq rights and honestly i i can't really be more proud of that i'm very happy to be a youth in a time when youth was receiving so much empowerment can't say the same for mr wood though
1: yeah i feel like my generation (laughs) kind of just uh they just lived we just kind of walked along took it day by day i'll say this much like like so y'all are 17, so my quote-unquote, like, decade of where I would be in y'all's time frame would be probably, like, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. So, like, in 2000, I was 15, and then so on and so forth. I'm not trying to call you old. I thought you were talk. I, I thought you were talk like, the 90s. <laughs> Maybe, like, I feel like I remember the 2000s way more than I remember the 90s, but, like, y'all's amount of things that you've seen that are going to be written about in history books is, like... The just the sheer amount is gonna be way more than it was for me. The biggest things for me would be like like nine eleven happening, Columbine, and maybe like the Bill Clinton scandals. Those are probably like and then OJ. Like But OJ wasn't even like a historical thing. It was just that a big name person like did something, so. That'll probably be in the history book. OJ? Oh, it's already yeah, it already is. But I'm just saying, like, it wasn't like a U.S. historical thing. It was just that a big-name person did something that was negatively noteworthy. And
2: what will definitely be in the history books, I think for the next even few hundred years, will actually be this most recent presidential election. Like, this was huge.
1: Everything from the beginning to the end of Trump's election, and I will say this much, history has never been documented more than it is now because... Social media and the internet and everything. Like 50 years ago, things weren't documented nearly as much as they are now. We feel like we're living through more history and more history and more history because you're seeing it put into your face. Like 20, 30 years ago, people would wake up and if they didn't read it in the newspaper, then it basically was kind of out of sight, out of mind. Well, now every 30 seconds, you can get on and see like something historical happening. So I feel like a lot of it also is. Your accessibility to these stories worldwide 24 hours a day is making it seem like there are a lot more giant historical events happening.
2: Yeah, and that brings up the question of like how history classes are going to go in the near and far future, because they're going to have a different form of primary sources and secondary sources. Our history class is going to be a lot more concise and maybe even a little boring because there's no uncertainty, no theories because it's all there we all know what happened because with old with old history it's kind of interesting in a way because not a lot was documented so it leaves everything open to interpretation and theory and that's why old history is such a popular topic amongst historians so modern history while it is being documented and that's a good thing I don't think it'll be studied as fervently as old history because there's not much more to study. It's all there.
1: Yeah, you're definitely gonna have more sources for your information for stuff that's happening right now. I like, feel like like
0: fifty years from now, when like I don't know, people are learning about like stuff like this in high school or something, I feel like it'll be at like the teacher's discretion of how oh, they absolutely how they present the information.
1: Well the other part too, so I feel like as time goes by, events get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So like keeping politics out of it like the capitol hill you know what they like rush mm. capitol hill like 50 years from now obviously there will be a lot of pictures and stuff but like we watched it happen live 50 years from now that's going to be like they were burning washington to the ground like yeah. same thing with you know imagine 9-11 for me i sat there and i watched it on tv for two straight days now it's become something like otherworldly now that it's you know over time become like one of the biggest events in like the world's history. so Anything- I think I- I'm with you guys on the idea that it's also gonna become what do you want to say about it because everything now is so split one way or the other politically yeah. that how do you want to tell the story?
2: Yeah and do you think that maybe people thought these same thoughts about like the lunar landing of Apollo 11?
1: Uh, we won't get into my views on the moon landing <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah I think like you know, and I mean, people people passing away too, I feel like like Kobe Bryant, obviously was super tragic, but yeah. like the coverage of Kobe's death and everything after that was covered so much more than you know even like Princess Diana or something like that, where you're just getting a million news outlets and everybody has a phone, and everybody can post a video yeah. to where the coverage is just tenfold from what it was twenty thirty years ago, yeah. And let's not talk about 2016's trigger happiness. No, I'm good.
0: <laughs> uh, and then, like, and like more so, so ooh, more so, like, entertainment stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like one of the biggest things that'll also be like just always remembered is the MCU. The MCU is just like cinema
2: some- and movies and
0: filmmaking have skyrocketed in potential
2: and draw out and everything that could be good has hyperinflated inflated with the quality of modern cinema movies have exploded
1: <laughs> I, I just feel like endgame was such a that was like a two decade long build-up that oh yeah when it finally got to the end that's the movie that you're always going to tell your friends 20 years from now remember that night that we went and got midnight tickets to see you know endgame or age of ultron or whatever it was oh, like yeah. We had movies like that when I was in high school, but it was like Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. Like people are going to talk about, remember that night we went and saw Endgame forever and ever and ever so and like, ever. Before, before Endgame came out, we made it a point to like go back and
0: watch all the movies. Mm-hmm. So it just like, as soon as like you went to go watch it, you just had the feeling of watching like 10 years of movies. Mm-hmm. And so when you watch it on on, not, on the night that it came out or like the weekend it came out, it's so much more like you feel like you're connected to the universe, I guess.
1: Oh, you're living with it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You feel like you've been living it now for a long time, and now you're finally getting closure to everything that's happening. Yeah. What so other like, mo- Is that going to be like the movie? I think uh, so. I think so. Because, I think so for like everything, you know, really.
2: What people, what older people now, what they would expect is the new Star Wars movies, but we... we, we yeah. No. I, I
1: think mine, it sounds really weird to say, was probably Titanic. Titanic Titanic like at the time was like one of the highest grossing movies of all time and it like pushed Leonardo DiCaprio into like superstardom and everybody went and so that was probably the first movie that I ever saw multiple times in the theater because you'd be like have you seen Titanic yet oh yeah I'll go with you and I'll go watch it again and like it was a really really huge I know that doesn't like if I said hey what's the best movie from the 90s like nobody would ever say Titanic But it was like a massive movie in that day and age. It
2: was Mm -hmm. the third highest grossing
0: movie of all time. Yeah, It's only behind like
1: the MCU movies and I think Avatar. Yeah.
0: With the MCU, MCU's been out what? Or Endgame's been out like what? Two years? I feel like everybody's seen it by now. So when like everybody comes back and like the portal scene, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like if you don't get goosebumps at that scene... (laughs) I don't think you're like invested enough.
1: That's one of the few times where I've seen like a bootleg version where somebody's filming in the theater and people are cheering it like it's a sporting event. Yeah, like, I know. Every- yeah! Spider-Man came back! <laughs> and then whenever, spoiler alert, oh, if you've never seen the movie, stop listening right now. The part where like the hammer comes to Captain, Captain America, America. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> everybody like lost their I've minds. I've seen some like, of the cinema
2: right. reactions on YouTube, and it is insane. That's that's and- like
1: one of the
0: times in... Theater history where nobody will get mad at you if you start, like, clapping and cheering.
1: TV-wise, what what do y'all think people are going to talk about?
0: Uh, They're going to talk about some of the...
2: Firstly, a lot of Japanese anime will actually be talked about a lot more since very recently there's been a boom in Western interest in Japanese anime, which shows, like, My Hero Academia, Attack on Titan, even semi-older ones like Naruto and Dragon Ball have received a resurgence due to modern interest and modern production.
0: Yep, they've getting uh, like added a lot more on Netflix now.
1: Oh yeah, y'all, y'all too. Like y'all have so many different avenues to watch television shows now that that's completely changed the game. Are there any shows that twenty years from now, when they're showing reruns, like for me, it's when they show reruns of like Saved by the Bell and Boy Meets World and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember coming home from school and watching that. Like, what shows are y'all going to be telling people? Oh, I remember when this show came out, or I remember when that final episode aired. Uh, One show that I'll
0: definitely tell people about is Breaking Bad. I remember I didn't, um, I didn't have like any idea of what it was really going into it, just like the basic plot. So being able to watch that without having like any spoilers knowing it, I feel like that's what made it so good.
2: Yeah, when it came to shows like Breaking Bad, uh, Game of Thrones. Have you ever heard of Black Sails? No. Oh, it was a fairly underrated show. I'd considered it I'd consider it up there with Breaking The Walking Dead too. Those shows, I believe, defined kinda of the modern golden age of television entertainment.
1: The All right. D- we we gotta talk about Game of Thrones though, because I feel like there's a potential that people are only gonna talk about it because of like how, how it quickly ended. it flamed out. Like that's gonna Season be the eight. story of the show forever and ever. It's not like how amazing six and a half to seven seasons of it was, was just like you had one of the greatest shows of all time just completely go down the drain at the very end. Okay, so I think it's season six.
0: It's like one of the biggest plots ever. Jon Snow Snow goes from being a bastard child to the rightful king to the throne. Mm -hmm. And then the next two seasons, that's basically forgotten all about. Except for the part where he like messes with his aunt.
1: We should definitely uh, you and I can do a Game of Thrones segment one day. This is the only thing I want to throw out about it. Like the whole show, the entire show, Daenerys Targaryen is seen as like this. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. I'm gonna I'm here for the people. I want to save everybody. I want to be this like new type of you know ruler of of you know all the kingdoms. And then at the very end, she's like, ah, screw it. And she just torches the earth with her dragon. Like, okay, so everything led up to this. It doesn't <laughs> make any
0: sense. So that that part I kind of get because, like. She just unleashed the beast. Okay, so, like, if you don't, like, okay. If you haven't seen it, then don't listen. But, um, so, first off, when they're fighting the the Night King, he kills her dragon, which is, like, her children, basically. Yep. And then Cersei kills Masande right mm-hmm. in front of her. Mm-hmm. And then it's like she finally gets to get Cersei. This is who she's been after the entire time. And then they just kind of throw up the white flag.
1: Oh, uh, that was also a dumb way for them to die. Like By Jamie bricks. and Cersei are like these major characters. They're like top five characters in the whole show. And then some like bricks fall on them and you're like, Really? Yeah. Yeah. When it comes also to Also them getting
0: back together was kinda of dumb. When yeah.
2: it comes to show like when it comes to shows like Game of Thrones, let this be a lesson to someone wanting to go into storytelling or screenplay. I think the worst part to mess up on the story is the end.
0: Oh, agreed. I also yeah. think uh, I think the directors like the they changed. I th- or they changed, and then they didn't have the books to go off of. Yeah, because <laughs> they, they passed the
1: books. <laughs> it's like you having all the answers to the test except the last page, and you do really well into the end when you don't have anything to go by, <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh crap!" and you get them all wrong.
2: That's tough. MISD has 45 campuses with nine unique types of campuses, including 23 elementary schools, six middle schools, six high schools, and six intermediate schools. MISD also supplies the option of Ben Barber Innovation Academy for high school students to take classes like culinary arts and law enforcement. MISD, a great place to live, learn, and teach.